Truth Fairies is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communication experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our unbiased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. So So let's let's get started. been on a roll i've been on a roll <laughs> hi there and welcome to truth fairies i am brooke and i am jamie and thanks for listening wait we usually say that again it's yeah. not the end okay just kidding <laughs> thanks we, for tuning we do in not appreciate you tuning in <laughs> thanks for being here um so what's up no nothing everything okay. everything nothing. i have been in a deep dive of reddit the last couple days Ooh, how's oh how's that oh my gosh that combined with the fact that i've been watching squid game i don't know how i sleep at night oh because i've I... been reading ghost stories and creepy stories and break-in stories and watching squid game and then my head hits the pillow and i'm out in two seconds so i have heard about squid games but <gasps> i have not um i i haven't watched it yet doesn't it have the weird uh lay, the mouth doesn't match up yeah, with the words it's dubbed okay so at my house we don't watch those <laughs> kinds of things well it takes some getting used to and Aaron was like why don't you just put on subtitles so and so it would be in the normal language and then subtitled mm-hmm. but I didn't know you could even do that yeah Jake cannot stand when it does that you so. get used to it though you do you start to it's like worth it, it. Okay. you have you Jake would love it because isn't it like a kind of like a hunger games kind of like, yes but it's uh different it's I like mean, it's like a last man standing kind of thing yeah okay. Ooh, travis Ooh. have you watched uh i haven't watched it okay. like all the way well i've watched it i guess but oh. i haven't watched it like all the way through i came downstairs and my roommates were watching like the the red light green light <sighs> game i yeah. guess so i watched that like half of that episode okay. and then i watched the last two so i could tell you how it ends but oh, i don't no. like i missed <laughs> I like half the middle but oh yeah it's really good and you get pretty used to the dubs the only thing that i've heard like a lot of people say too is they didn't do a very good job like the voices aren't like apparently if you watch in korean like it's way more dramatic oh. and like the dialogue's a lot more intense but oh. the american like dub version is just like the voices just don't quite match up. But, yeah. I mean, you get used to it. The story's still really good, so. It's really hmm. good. And it's, I mean, it is, the voices are a little bit cheesy where you're like, mm, I don't think that's how you would say it in this situation. Like, but, well, does it have, like, when you know that the voice does not match what the person looks like? Yeah. So it's like you have this, like. 
eight hundred pound co- man, and it's like, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> I mean, they're all Korean for one. Okay, and they're just all talking like this. Yeah, and but like the the old guy, he's like this super old, elderly looking old man, man, and like you would think he'd have a very old, slow voice, yeah. but like the actor playing him is just very like energetic and uppity. But it's like <gasps> you look like you're dying right now. Like yeah. why are you why are yo, you so yo, yo, happy about this? Up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's my favorite. Yeah. So spoilers, people die, and I. And I, you know what's funny is when people are getting shot in the head and blood is flying everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that happens a lot. And when that happens? It starts with like high powered, like snipers. Then the next one is like gun to the head. But then, okay, spoiler alert. Then they kind of, in one episode, let people just Hunger Games style kill each other. And that's when it became, like, that's what I don't like. I don't like watching hand to hand combat. Okay. Yeah. I can watch someone get their brains ripped out by a zombie, but the minute someone punches someone, I'm out. <laughs> I have a heart. I just, Rocky movies can't do them. Real. Yeah. Okay. But give me, like, just blood Give splatter. me a high powered rifle, and I am good. <laughs> For real. Okay. But I don't like ugh, the hand to hand combat. Is this so. on Netflix? It is. Or, okay. And it's, like, number one in the world. Like, everyone's obsessed. I hear everything. I hear, but today I actually read something that said, it's kind of like the uh, what was the the move the bird box? bird box yeah that it was all hyped up and then it wasn't that great oh. is what some people said but well it's weird because as you're watching it you're like this is not I think it's because of the dubbing you're like this is good but then you want to keep watching yeah so okay it's, I don't know it sucks you in but it is disturbing okay I'm gonna maybe I'll give it a go this weekend do it oh wow. my goodness I'm sorry don't hit the gong. It was the gong. <laughs> it's the gong Jeez. of deciding to watch. Yes. Okay, can I do a couple follow-ups? Yes. From past episodes? Because sometimes we get people that listen to episodes or start binging and get halfway through and go, I just have to send this in. And we got one this week that made me laugh so hard from someone called Han Han, who was like, I just listened. So she says, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I had one of the most embarrassing moments of my life yesterday, and I have just about recovered from the embarrassment and would love it if you could share it on the podcast. So she says, yesterday was one of the most embarrassing days of my life. After church in the morning, I picked up another shift at work waiting tables in the restaurant to cover the busy Sunday afternoon roast rush. As it turns out, our parish vicar had popped into the restaurant for lunch and his wife, Alice, and their three young kids, which was a lovely surprise and a nice chance to catch up. I was waiting on their table, and as I was bringing over a tray full of roast dinners, the zip on my skirt broke, and my skirt instantly slid down my legs and onto the floor. (laughs) As my hands were full, I had no choice but to step out of the skirt, walk a few steps to place the tray on a nearby table, and quickly rush back to grab my skirt. Unbeknownst to me, as I bent down to pick up my skirt from the floor, the vicar's 10-year-old son had got up from the table to try and help me. Such a lovely kid. (laughs) As I bent down, I fully smacked his face with my butt (laughs) while giving everyone in the restaurant a nice long look at my bum and choice of panties for the day. After much apologizing and nervous laughter and a very red face, I managed to run back into the staff room. Sunday school is going to be slightly awkward next week. (laughs) That is priceless. Isn't that great? I see. Now, what I would do is I would do the big squat where you pull your legs really far apart to catch the skirt and then you have to walk like a sumo wrestler with it (laughs) hovering. I feel like this must have happened so fast that there was no recovering. Yeah and really what do you do? With your hands full of trays 
There is no. Yeah. You know what the no funny thing is? She said she took she had to t- take a selfie to never forget the day, and she actually sent this picture, <laughs> <laughs> which made my day. You've got I to love it. Yes, that you've is gotta amazing. You've got to tell. You've got to describe that. Okay, so she, it's her in these little silky black chonies <laughs> with her bum out. <laughs> I just love that. I she's love that. it. So thanks, Han Han, for sending that. I don't know what her real name is, but maybe Hannah or something. Yeah. I don't know. That is funny. And then my second quick follow-up is, remember when we were talking about DNA tests in the Family Secrets episode? Yes. They now have a, a DNA test for your dog, and it's called Embark, and it's to find out what your dog is. <laughs> but then my question is, aren't all dogs descendants from wolves? I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. Like, wouldn't it? I don't know. Like, if you did a DNA test on your dog, wouldn't it just say ancient ancestor, the wolf? Well, I don't know if it's going to give, like, its <laughs> history. <laughs> it gives its, like, genealogy line. <laughs> no, I mean, it probably is just to confirm. I mean, like, you know, you'll have people that'll that breed dogs it probably yeah. just can guarantee like a pure bloodline Maybe that's or whatever because i'm like why would you want to know that yeah i <laughs> <laughs> i don't know to match up long lost animals yeah i don't know to find the origin of dogs like the origin of eels yeah that we talked about yesterday yeah apparently eels come from nowhere which is so weird yeah i don't understand that it's not very exciting but kind of it is weird <laughs> okay Well, do you want to start us off with our creepy, creepy, we're doing Halloween episodes. Episodes one and two, because Halloween should be more than once a year. It really should? It should. Okay, can I just say this? Last night I pull up to Brooke's house, (laughs) and I, oh, it was so awkward. I pull up to her house, and there is this giant inflatable (laughs) baby. I don't know if it was a baby. It's a baby. It's crawling with like a diaper. It's this crawling, hideous baby something in the front yard. It's a zombie baby. It, I was like, what in the hell is it this? It is horrifying. It is so gross and ugly. Well, you know how I got that? No. We had just come home from Disneyland with my sister, Lindsay. She lives in Salt Lake. We live here. So we, you know, she flies home. We fly home. I walk into my bedroom and my Bedroom door is shut. I open the door, and there's an inflatable zombie baby staring at me. How did it get in there? <laughs> she sent it to Heather, oh. who then inflated it. She picked us up at the airport, so Cannon, my nephew, was waiting in my bedroom to capture my horror. Oh, as my gosh. <laughs> so. It is hideous. <laughs> no, it's horrible. Yeah. And, of course, oh. I meet Deacon at the door, and he's all just smiles. I'm like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> He's like, oh, what? The baby? Is that what it is? I know, Bright's like, our Halloween decorations are so tacky. I'm like, aren't they all, though, kind of? Uh, Does anyone have a classy Halloween house in, like, unless it's just pumpkin-y? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, or it's a house that's like the pumpkin spice house. That's the pumpkins and the fall is, you know. Yeah, the Pinterest. It's not scary. Happy fall, y'all yeah. sign. Happy fall, y'all. Yeah. 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 No, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. I don't, okay. I don't do either. Me either. Okay. Actually, that's not true. I have a whole graveyard in my front yard. Yeah, yours is yours is probably the classiest. It has real caskets coming yes. out of the ground. Piper saw it last night. She's like, isn't that always there? <laughs> yeah, well. No. <laughs> oh, you do have caskets in your house no. permanently, so. Everywhere. Everywhere. 
Okay, so do you hear? Okay, I have all of mine are really long, so I have to apologize that they're longer. Okay, um, but worth it. So worth it. So worth it. If you're easily spooked, this might then not suck be. it up. <laughs> okay, so okay, here is the first one we're going to start off with is um, this is about a night terror. Oh, okay. Now you know me. Yes, I tend to have scary dreams, and weren't you going to analyze my? I did. Okay, I have it with good. me. Okay, so I always have d- dreams about Satan. <laughs> I always have demonic, scary dreams. But anyway, okay, so this person writes, I had, a, I had a nightmare or a night terror sleep paralysis thing last night, as I do from time to time. Typically, my dog will notice something is wrong and will wake me up, but this experience was quite different. Usually, the demon is an amorphous black cloud or a more conventional, a more conventional night hag. Um, type of thing that creeps around very slowly out from somewhere and tries to smother me. While terrifying, I am familiar enough with this to usually discern that I am dreaming. In addition, I'm a pretty rational person and I simply don't believe in weird shit, so ultimately (laughs) I see them more of an annoyance than a truly frightening thing. In the dream? In the dream. Okay. So, this time, however, it was an average-looking man, except in place of normal eyes were massive, lifeless blue ones similar to a Victorian doll. So imagine, big glass eyes. Um, Okay, they began up by his forehead and extended down almost to his nostrils. Otherwise, (gasps) he was average height, extremely thin, and wearing medieval friar robes. Anyway, my point is this is a much more distinct and bizarre antagonist. Mm -hmm. Love his writing. Yeah, I do too. I don't know. Anyway, Um, he was doing some kind of repetitive but generally indiscernible movement in my closet. He was murmuring something about birds. His voice got gradually louder until he stopped moving, turned around to my bed, and in a voice that sounded like TV static, asked me, do you sleep dreaming of life as a waking robin, or does a sleeping robin dream of a waking life as you? I just got chills on the back of my neck. What? Right? This woke my dog, who launched off the bed at him like a cannonball. Wait, wait, wait. This woke the dog in the dream? In the dream. So the dog wakes okay. up in the dream, okay. jumps off the bed. Um, I don't think this is a dream. Go on. just at him. <laughs> he retreated into the darkness of my closet, and I woke up to discover that it was a dream. Then I noticed my dog having a hell of a dream next to me. She was snarling and barking, not at full volume, but at the muffled kind dogs make when they're dreaming, but really gnashing and, and snapping her teeth at something. I woke her up. And she jolted to her feet, dove off my bed, and began furiously searching the closet. Oh, my gosh. Then this went on for several minutes. Then, seemingly satisfied, she returned to my bed. Did my dog and I have the same dream? Oh. Were we visited by some astral being, or is a demon trying to get me? What do you think happened? All of the above happened. Isn't that weird? Oh my gosh. Because I don't know about you, but when I'm dreaming, I'm not in bed. Like in my dream, I'm not in my bedroom. I don't right. think I've ever had a dream except those dreams when you're about to wake up where you think you just woke up and then you realize you didn't just wake up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm getting ready for work and then you're not, you're actually asleep. Right. But you don't have dreams that are in the setting that you're in typically. Right. And if they are, things look off. Like in my dreams, my house isn't my house. And right. people morph and situations morph and suddenly I'm in a different place. They're not usually that 
realistic. Right, or like you're dreaming about a person, but they don't look like they normally yeah. do. Or like they it was a, you, yeah. but then suddenly you were Robin. Or, you right. know, it's, but, oh my gosh. Isn't that trippy? And remember a while back when we were talking about that astral projection, how, do you remember that? Yeah. Uh-huh. How they talk about people learn to, like, it's like lucid dreaming, and yeah. you can learn to, like, travel, and they d- had done these tests on people that could astral, what is it called? Astral. Astral project. Project. And they could put something like in a different room, like a paper yeah. in a different room. And these people could go to sleep and project themselves in that room and actually read what was on the paper. Oh, my gosh. So it was like like proving that there is actually a way to um, sort of leave your body and go other places. And if that's the case, what and why would he say such a trippy thing? And the, the fact that she remembered how specific it was to... Like normal, right. like he said something weird, but it didn't make sense. Like that is a very where did that right. come from? And and in it, and there was a little like I think she had a parenthesis in there that I that I didn't copy down, but it, she said um, that the the phrase that he said in the dream was so vivid that when she woke up, she remembered it as clear, like she remembered oh. every single word super clearly. Oh my gosh! And yeah, I just thought that was very weird. So you are you willing to talk about your? frequency of your demonic dreams <laughs> my weekly demonic dreams <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think probably a year ago we were on a road trip and you just are like oh yeah don't you don't you dream about demons like once a week I'm like no you're like oh yeah I, I have these dreams yeah, all the time and I it's do. like oh that's so weird yes I am perpetually casting demons out of things um pretty sure I'm possessed myself <laughs> I don't know but I do weekly Probably weekly. Well, and another thing I find interesting before I get into my uh, interpreting of your dreams is we've mentioned on here that Jamie's husband is a mortician. So he works with the dead all day, air day. Air day. And never has ghost experiences. Like he doesn't, which I find very surprising. But if you'll remember back to another episode where she talked about being ghost raped. (laughs) The minute the ghost sexual predator, or the minute Jake walked into the room, it left. So we have decided that Jake is a ghost repellent. Yes. So could he possibly be repelling the ghosts onto you? I don't know. He's bringing them home from work and just throwing them onto me. You need, throwing them into your dreams. Something. So Okay, so here's the questions. Are you dreaming that you are a demon? Are you dreaming that you're battling a demon? I'm, I'm usually battling a demon. Okay. There's a possession going on. I'm, I'm constantly trying to cast the demons out. Are you being chased by it? Yes. Okay. So it's usually, it says, if you dream of demons, it's usually not that you're actually possessed. <laughs> Whew, thank goodness. <laughs> demons be gone. We can all sleep. <laughs> it's usually that you have like an internal conflict or repressed guilt of something that you're not proud of. So if you're being chased by it, it's like it indicates like anxieties or fears. I mean, which kind of makes sense, obviously, because that's terrifying. And then if you're battling it, it's talking about like just that you're battling, you know, because you say like inner demons, Mm -hmm. like everyone's got inner demons, like a vice or like a struggle or something. And it kind of talks about in here that it's like an internal conflict, like something in your heart and something with your logic aren't meshing up. That like you kind of know something is right, but you don't want it. You want something else. Okay. So. Um, but I can't, I, I don't feel like that's what it is. I know. I know. I don't either, but. I don't know. And 
And they're pretty terrible. Like, 90% of the time when it happens, I'm, like, I'll cry mm. or I'll, like, be, like, going, ah, ah, like, and I'll wake Jake up. Yeah. And he'll he'll wake me up because he knows that I'm, I don't know. I'll be saying the Lord's in the middle of <laughs> In the middle of some intense, like, yeah. exorcism or something. But, um, but it happens all the time. And my sister says it's because my house is... Covered in that you've brought too <laughs> many, too many scary things in your house, but and they've become portals for the undead. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but yeah, that's creepy. But my house isn't like it sounds like I'm living like in like under <laughs> like in the Adams family. Yeah, house. it's not like that. I mean, we just we have a lot of books. My husband does have a lot of books about like he loves old books, so he has a lot of like ritual books mm-hmm. and um, like stuff about. The dead, because that's his. Yeah, that's what he does. And they say spirits can attach themselves to like a certain item. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that I believe. I know I believe in like energies staying in places or like, like the, I mean, the universe is made of energy. Right. So there's no way that when an energy, when a person dies, that their energy just compl- disappears. Disappears. Yeah. So it's like that's kind of maybe more of what I believe. But I've also had too many experiences that's like a, a voice or something like that, that it's like, well, what was that then? Why don't you, you know? tell us your experience <gasps> okay, when, okay. when you were camping? Okay. So we've talked a little bit. One of Jamie's embarrassing moments involved undressing upstairs in a cabin with my husband in the room. So, <laughs> so we're camping with our families at a place called Bonneville Hot Springs. And we, my husband thought it would be super cool to rent the ranger station so it's like an old ranger station that they used to use there's a kitchen a living room and like two bedrooms downstairs and then a big loft upstairs and a freaky like shed in the back where i'm pretty sure somebody has been hung before oh gosh right i mean that was a creepy creepy sheds but and there's no electricity so it's like you can't really cook in the cabin there's no bathroom no running water no electricity it's just like a place to sleep Mm -hmm. so Jamie and I were sleeping upstairs. Well, so the first night, Lainey, Jamie's nine-year-old, wakes up and remembers she's like, Mom, I'm seeing something. I'm seeing somebody in that rocking chair. Do you remember this and part? And I'm like, just shut your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Just quit looking at it. Just close your eyes. <laughs> and so I just remember being like, that was creepy. And then the next morning, Jake, who's a ghost repellent, was like, I was pretty sure I heard the rocking chair in my room rocking. Mm-hmm. And Jake does not. Enough that he, if I remember right, he turned on his phone uh-huh. just to see it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. But he's like, I heard it like it was moving. Yeah. But. And he even felt weird vibes in there. Yeah. So the second night, back upstairs asleep, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get super nauseous. May or may not have been that can of uncooked <laughs> dough that I ate out of the <laughs> biscuit What do dough? you call them? Whoopum? Whoopums. Whoopums. You, yeah. you take biscuit dough and you put them over dowels and you cook them in a fire and then you put pie filling and whipped cream on it and it's delicious. When they're cooked. I don't know. Why. I might have had a couple bites of uncooked biscuit it, dough. I gagged. I do it all the time. It's delicious. Ew, gross. Who, you know what? I've never understood that side note. <laughs> I've never understood people who eat raw dough. It's like, so good. No, like cookie dough. Yes. Yeah. Like chocolate chip cookie dough. But There's like something bread about dough? biscuit dough. That almost like bites your tongue, and it's Ugh. so good. Like it, or pancake batter. 
Oh, I have never heard of that in my life. <laughs> somebody licking the pancake batter. I get yelled at because I'll uh, I sometimes eat dry spaghetti. Like that's like sitting in the, like if I'm cooking and I just need like something to crunch on, I guess oh. I'll just start chewing on dried spaghetti and all my friends think it's super weird. Piper does that. Yeah. Pi- yeah. I will eat raw potatoes. I think they're good. That's uh, kind of gross. Yeah, no, they, they have that good dirt taste that I crave sometimes. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Yeah. And I've heard people eating ramen noodles like they put the flavor pack and then just crunch, crunch it. Them. When I was in elementary school, a lot of kids did that for like lunch or like a <laughs> snack or something. They would just like crunch it up in a Ziploc bag with the powder. And just eat it. Yeah, I thought that was gross. Yeah, that is gross. But I also eat like dry spaghetti noodles, so I don't really yeah, know if I'm, if I'm above them or not. But You're not one to talk. <laughs> yeah. He uses no seasoning. <laughs> yeah, I just dry and bland. Oh, like look at so those guys funny. that use the it just seasoning crunches it. in your teeth. Anyway, so I don't think that's what it was, but that was a side note. Anyway, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I have to throw up. And you know when you get nauseous and you're like, oh, if I just lay here, will it go away? And then sometimes you're like, it's coming. You know what's going to come. So I go downstairs and I, there was a little front porch and I basically puked off the front porch and felt really, really sick. So my husband was sleeping downstairs with the kids and I woke him up in the little bedroom and I said, hey, I'm sick. I need to sleep downstairs because I need access to this porch. Since there's no bathroom. <laughs> there's no bathroom. I'll just sleep outside. He's gonna. Yeah, I um, I wanted to, but it was I was scared. Anyway, and so there was a living room with a cot, and I said, "Why don't you help me move Deacon, my son, into the room you're sleeping? You go upstairs, and I'll sleep on this cot in the living room." So he helps me get everyone settled, and I'm laying on the cot, and I'm trying not to puke again. And um, I think I thought I was going to throw up again. So I moved from the cot onto this, like a love seat. And it was that really hard kind of leather love seat, like really hard kind of plasticky leather. And I'm laying on there wide awake, trying not to throw up. So I'm not like drifting in and out of sleep. And suddenly out of nowhere, bam, bam, right? It was like two hands slapping the leather couch right where I was laying. Yeah. And it was, I mean, there was nobody in the room. There was no animals. There was nothing. And it was like distinct. I heard it and felt it on the couch where I was. I was so terrified. And I just laid there like, I don't know what just happened, but it was like, I just felt like this scary, scary Mm -hmm. feeling. (laughs) So I, and it was one of those things where it's like, there's no other explanation. Like what could it have been? I know exactly that there was nobody in there mm-hmm. and stuff had happened. And when we pulled up, my daughter, who I've mentioned is really sensitive, that was like, this place is so haunted. Right. Oh, it looks like it is. <laughs> it is what um, like murder shows are made of. It is. Like it's, Stay out, yeah. It, it was it was pretty scary. So then I put Deacon back in that room and I took the bed. <laughs> That's my favorite part. So you pick up your child, place him on the couch, and you're like, goodbye. I'm like, I need that bedroom where there's no ghosts. Because I'm really not feeling but well. But then I was fine. I wasn't sick. It was like the spirit lured me down with nausea. And scared you. Slapped the crap out of me, and then I was totally fine. Like and I wasn't... took your child as its own. <laughs> I sacrificed my child. I don't know Thanks, why I Mom. did that. I don't know. I was like, I'm never going to sleep in this room. You know, I have to say this. I hope that spirits, ghosts, whatever, have a sense of humor. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they're like, look at this lady. Tosses <laughs> her kids 
at me, runs away, and then sends her husband upstairs with her best friend. <laughs> right? I mean, uh, you know when, me when, sleep. when. All I want to do is sleep. You are an aggressive sleeper. I am. Very aggressive sleeper. Uh, so I know you have more, but I wanted to just... Okay, you go, and then I'll go. Because I you go. well, I just want to talk about things in the woods. Okay, since we, since we're that here. was a camping, since we're in the woods, we're, since we're in the woods, let's we'll stay get there. all of our ghost stories out of the way. Um, so, uh, you guys, this is so scary. <laughs> Have you ever heard of crawler? A crawler? Yes. Good hell. Right? <laughs> yes. So I went into this deep dive. I was just kind of looking through Reddit for creepy stories. And I read this story and then went down a deep dive into crawlers, which are basically, well, let me read the story. So this man writes, he's a hunter, and he had bought like a a scope to go night hunting for wild boars. So apparently where he lives, wild boars are a big problem, and it's totally legal to hunt them like whenever, wherever, at night, during the day, doesn't matter. So he had seen a ton of animals in this one area during the day, so he went there at night. And then had been there for a while and realized he had not seen a rabbit or an owl or the deer he had seen the other. Like, it was, like, dead quiet. And around 2 a.m., he's like, maybe I should move. And he heard a crunch come from the other direction. So he says, I panned my scope over and saw the silhouette of a small bear pushing through the bushes. It's important to note that my scope isn't exactly night vision. It's a thermal scope, kind of like a black and white version of what you see in the Predator movies. I adjusted my range and zoomed in a little. I remember jolting a little when I saw that it wasn't really a bear. It was a man. (gasps) Because he was so low and hunched over, I thought I was looking at a young bear. Is that a game warden? It couldn't be. I would have seen the headlights coming up the road from where I was perched. And where would he have walked in from? I was 30 miles away from anything and on public lands. I was about to call out when I adjusted my sights and noticed he was naked. No shoes, pants, or anything. I remember being disturbed by his movements, like a squirrel or something, twitching and grabbing at the foliage, sniffing around and palming the tree. Was that my tree, the one I'd been leaning against earlier? The thought terrified. Could he smell me? Then he did something I still have nightmares about today. Jamie, get ready. Okay. He squatted and placed his hands in the dirt between his feet. Oh, my gosh. Where's the other part? Shoot. The other part of it is gone. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's a sign. It's a sign. Okay. I got to get back to it. But um, I have to read it because he does the best part of it. I screenshotted it and then didn't, um, I guess, didn't screenshot that other part. Then he did something I still have nightmares about today. He squatted and placed his hands in the dirt between his feet and stared straight up like a dog mid-howl. And I heard it, a voice coming from that direction, a very compelling female voice. Help, I'm lost. There was a long pause, but neither of us moved a muscle. The center of my sights was trained at the dirt in front of his feet, and I couldn't bring myself to aim directly at another person. It went against everything I'd been taught about firearms. Were they lost? Was this some guy who had gone crazy out here? Why was his voice so feminine? Please help, I can't walk. The voice called out. That's when I called bullshit. Not only could he walk, when I first saw him, he was traversing the land with ease for a naked person. So good, I mistook him for a bear. That's a trap. This guy is trying to lure me to him with a damsel in distress routine. Luckily, the lack of my activity before had caused me to pack up most of my gear. 
I think I may have left behind a hat and a sitting pad, but I didn't give a shit in that moment. I took my eyes off him for a moment to get my pack on. I buckled my chest strap and scrambled for my rifle. To my horror, he was in the same position, but his face was staring in my direction, and I swear I saw him smile. The thermal scope has an effect that makes animals' eyes appear white. How in the hell had he heard me get up and put my gear on? I must have been easily 150 yards away. Uh, F off, I screamed in that direction. He stood uptight and hit, it hit me how tall and skinny he was. Easily over six feet and very lean. He took a couple long strides in my direction and I instinctively set around, sent around sailing above his head to the tree line. He was freaky as hell, but he really hadn't threatened me. What would I tell the cops? So um, he stopped dead in his tracks and hunched down on all fours. And then he basically kind of started shooting off of, shooting at him and he ran away. So he said, I could hear him in the distance yelling in this weird sound that could have been a laugh or a cry. Uh, he, uh, so he re reported it to Fish and Game, but they just got mad at him for hunting at night. But he's like, what was that? So then, of course, I start looking around on Reddit and there's all these like similar stories of this, th what they're calling a crawler. Which is like this super tall, naked, pale, long it's like slender man. It's like a white, it's like a naked white slender man that can mimic people's voices. Okay, yet another reason why people should not camp. <laughs> right? Where was this? I, it, a lot of these stories are kind of in the South or the Midwest. Thank goodness. Ew. And so, yeah, like there's, there was one where a whole, group of people were camping together and they all heard like a little girl yell like help I'm lost or I need help or something so they all went out together to see like to go look for this little girl because all the kids were with them and it says there was a field behind our campsites and we saw a very tall pure white figure standing maybe a hundred feet away from us in the field making the noises we all agreed this thing looked maybe six feet tall skinny and white as can be Everyone got quiet, but we were all together still and made our way closer to investigate. Whatever it was that we saw started backing off as we got closer until it disappeared beyond some trees. Every single person in both campsites was freaked out by this, and that night while we tried to sleep, we continued to hear those little girl calling for help sounds. Ew. I know. Uh, and now I'm like, I will never go into the woods again. No. And you shouldn't. I'm never going to go to my cabin. <laughs> I'm never going to go outside. I'm never going to hike. But it all happens at night. Yeah. Like, so just don't go out at night and you're fine. Ew, I don't like it. I, I don't know. like it at all. I don't know. I had a, I can't remember the details of this. I had a girl, uh, this girl who was Native American who lived with um, our neighbors. Like, there were a couple um, different families that were like host families. And so they had um, these different kids that would come and spend the summers with them. And they used to tell stories about, like, night things that happened on the reservation. Oh, yeah. That were horrifying. Well, that's kind of what some people are saying this crawler is, yeah. like a skinwalker. Like the skinwalker stuff uh -huh. that was horrifying. Because they can kind of mimic, right? I, yeah. I don't really remember, but I just remember, like, um, one of our friends was telling, one of the girls was telling us about, what are they called? Skinwalkers. Skin walkers. Uh huh. And like walking home, I, we live like a couple doors down. Oh. Walking home and being like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> Terrified. Yeah. Did you like to freak yourself out like as a child? Oh yeah. Oh same. 
Yeah. Me and my friend Jill would, would be bored and we'd be like, let's freak ourselves out. Mm-hmm. Like that was a, like, instead of like, let's play house, let's freak ourselves out. So we'd like make Ouija boards and call to the spirits. And if you're there, make the wind blow. And the wind always blows and I don't like, ah! And we just, la- I mean, we, that was just a huge game for us, but it was like, and I would love like scary movies mm-hmm. as a kid. And yeah. I had a one friend, Rochelle, that I would always convince her, let's what? let's rent a scary movie she would hate me. <laughs> She'd be so mad. I'm like, I don't know how I convinced you to do that every time. But oh, that's let me finish this ghost one, the ghost okay. series, um, because it it goes along with this whole idea of um, mimicking ghosts, ghosts that can like mimic voices. I have one that goes along with that. Too. Okay, good. This whole episode might be ghosty, and then the next one might be other scary stuff. Okay, so I'm gonna play this clip. Hi, Hi, Truth Fairies. Cannon and Bright here. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Long-time listener, first-time contributor, so I'm very excited. So exciting. Here on Truth Fairies. Who would have thought? Not me. (laughs) So we have a very crazy, terrifying tale to tell. Oh, my goodness. And it is October. It's spooky season, so it's It's just about time. time to tell some scary stories. So here it goes. One day, I drove Bright home from school. Most days, but this one day in particular, um, I went inside with her and we had a dance party. And we were being quite loud for like right. 20 we were minutes. stomping and clapping, oh, singing yeah. along. You know how it goes. And so if someone was upstairs, they might have heard us and come down. But anyways, we were about to leave after our dance party to go shopping. Um, but I was like, oh, we should wait for Deacon to get home so he knows what is the deal, where we are, mm-hmm. and, you know. Yeah, and so I looked on the kitchen table, and I saw his binder out, and I was like, wait, he should be home, and then the binder sparked a remembrance into mm-hmm, my brain, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, he stayed home sick today. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he come downstairs? Right, so we were like, okay, we called out his name then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Deacon! Deacon! Deaky! Right, a couple seconds go by. And then we hear a meek, frail voice. At the same time, we hear it go, Brighton, Brighton. Oh, he's here. We go, oh, it sounds like he's dropped in a closet. Right. A joke. We were both like. Little did we know this is not a joking matter. Right. And um, I walk upstairs. I check everywhere. His room, you know, I just. Kept calling his name and he wasn't responding again. Mm-hmm. Not, not a peep. So then he's just not there. He's not there. So. Bright calls Aaron. Mm-hmm. I call my dad, and Deacon picks up. What? <laughs> he goes, hi, Brighty. I'm like, what? We were home alone. There's no one there. And we both heard at the exact same time. Right. Bright. He says, what? And Deacon, how does that even happen? Everyone in our family adores Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't come down if he heard Cannon. But he wasn't <laughs> just his ghost. Just a ghost. Anyways, the explain that. The, yeah, explain that. There's the day we were thoroughly shook through oh, our yeah. floor. Yeah, we couldn't enter the house. It was Ugh. too much. Those shared experiences are what get me. Right, because you can't, yeah, I mean, you can't, like, you can convince yourself that you misheard or that something wasn't yeah. what it was. Because if you're expecting to hear something, your brain 
fills mm-hmm. in gaps a lot right. of the time. A lot of time I think I hear my kids calling for me. And I'm like, what? And they're like, we didn't call for you. I'm like, oh. Yeah. I just, you hear things. Well, or you'll you know, hear your baby crying when they're babies and they're not. Yeah. The you other know? thing that um, I, when we had in our other house, when we had Lucy, our, when we had our, our great Dane, she, um, you know, I mean, anytime you hear a noise, it's like, oh, it's just Lucy. It's just, the, yeah. Yeah. And then she, when she died, it was the first time we'd been there without oh her there. And I remember like one of the first few days that I'd been there, like during the day when the, when everybody was gone, um, without her. And it was like, I would hear all these things and <gasps> be like, um, that, what was that? And I remember one time my nephew, uh, was at my house staying and the kids were all at school or something. Cause he's from, you know, he lives in Utah and he called me at work one day, and he's like, um, I'm hearing weird things here. Oh. And I think we'd always just kind of chalked it up to being Lucy. Yeah. And then when she was gone, it was like there was no explanation. And, you know. Yeah. So it was kind of comforting to have her because we could just kind of blame everything on I her. I know. That's what I was going to say. If you're hearing weird things, get animals. Get an animal. Because you can blame anything on the animals. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of that, my cats are obsessed with Barbies. They drag Barbies like down the stairs. I put them upstairs in a basket and they drag them downstairs. So one time we have some um, cleaners that come in every couple of weeks and do some deep cleaning. And they're, the owner of the company's name is Julio. And he kind of comes in after they're all gone and inspects and makes sure everything looks okay. So one time I got home and he had just gotten there to kind of inspect and he looked white as a ghost and terrified. And he's like, have you been, have you been here? I'm like, no, I just got home. And he's like, well, I just did the inspection and this entryway was clean and I just walked back in here and there's a Barbie on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) And he was terrified and I laughed. It's my cats. He's like, oh my gosh, that scared me to death. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's okay, Julio. It's just the cats. Blame it on the cats. Yeah, Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're little bitches. (laughs) Yes, they are. (laughs) Your Your cats last night were trying to crawl through the walls. Remember? When they crawled into that cubby and were like, oh, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. That also reminds me, Bright's story reminds me of when I lived with, I lived with two friends with Kimmy and my other friend, Amy, and we lived in a house that I swear was haunted. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it on here ever, but we, it, we always lost our keys. We always had a place that we put our keys and it didn't matter. Right. If you put them there, they were never there <sighs> the next day. It was, and it was like more little just a little annoyances all the time but it was I mean we would get in fights with each other over things (laughs) like why did you move that and we really didn't and they were like the house keys well you all used we each had our own keys but like we'd get up to leave and my keys would be gone I'd be like well who where are my car keys oh my gosh and or just little things like locking the front door or like one time Kim I told Kim I didn't have my house key to leave the door unlocked and so she did and then I got home and it wasn't unlocked and I was pissed because I had to crawl through the window. <laughs> and I called her and was like, why? I told you to unlock the door. And she's like, I did unlock the door and I checked it when I left. And just stupid yeah. little things like that. It was a that, pot stirring ghost. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Okay, let me, um, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I want to tell you this story. Is that okay? Yes, please. Okay, so this, um, and I have to put on my glasses because okay. I only have a, one good eye. And then I'll say my brother has a has a really creepy story that okay. he sent, but I'll save it for next week. Okay. All right. So this is, I love this one. Okay. So this guy writes, my wife and I have been married for five years. We are both healthy, happy people, despite some trauma in our past. Her parents died in a house fire when she was a teen, and I didn't have a good relationship with my parents and was raised mostly by my brother. 
We both went through therapy to deal with our issues, and there are no drinking, drugs, or mental health problems for either of us. So that's just your context. A little over six months ago, we moved into a house in Louisiana after I got a new job. This was our first home purchase, and although it was an older home and needed some fixing up, we were very excited. About a month after we moved in, my wife began complaining about nightmares. It was so bad at one point that she did not want to fall asleep. In a completely random occurrence, we ended up running into a person who was related to the former owner of the house. She told us a bit of the history of the house. According to her, our house is haunted, and the former owner, an elderly man who passed away, complained about it regularly, but he was too old and stubborn to move. Neither my wife nor I are religious or spiritual, so we kind of just laughed it off. After this meeting, my wife's behavior changed slightly. She was a little more distant, and I kept catching her talking to herself. Her nightmares were not as frequent, but she was acting super weird. I would wake up in the middle of the night to find her standing by the side of the bed, looking at the wall, or staring out the window into the dark. Mm -mm. She didn't act like she was asleep or anything, because I'd ask her what she was doing, and she'd tell me that she was just thinking. Mm. Around that time, I came home from work, and she had been painting a bedroom. We hadn't moved anything into that room yet, because... Um, We knew that we wanted to paint it. As I was walking down the hall to the room, I could hear her talking to whom I thought was herself. Her voice was muffled through the door, but as I, let's see, but as I got closer, I definitely heard a deep male voice responding to her. What? The hair on my neck stood up as I reached for the doorknob. I distinctly heard the male voice say, he's coming. Oh, shit. At that point, I whipped open the door. There was my wife in a completely empty room other than drop cloths, just staring at me annoyed. There was nobody else in the room and nowhere for anyone else to hide. It freaked me out and I told her to tell me who she was talking to. She appeared to be pissed off and just said nobody and went back to painting. She refuses to talk about any of this weird behavior. (gasps) There have been multiple other things that have been happening around the house that I can't explain. There was one specific incident that, that especially terrified me and was unexplainable, but I don't believe in ghosts or anything. At least I don't think I do. But now it's becoming a little bit more difficult. For every weird thing that happens, my wife begins acting stranger and stranger. I bought a carbon monoxide detector thinking that maybe carbon monoxide oh. is to blame for this, and I got the house checked for radon, but both were clear. Hmm. I don't know where to turn. We're not religious. She has no family, and I only have an older brother who I'm not really close to. If I tell a therapist, they'll think I'm crazy. I'm not sure what to do, but I'm creeped out by this house and my wife. Oh, my hell. I'll tell you where to turn. Straight to a real estate agent and get out of there. Isn't that bizarre? I I don't like that it's... Like, I can deal with some haunting, but I don't like that it's changing her. Right. It seems like it's in her yeah, I hate saying that because right? it's like I, you don't even want to say it. And and like he was saying that with everything, she gets a little bit more distant and a little bit more odd because yeah. she refuses to talk about it. Yeah. So when he brings it up and is you know like wants to talk about it, she shuts it down. Right. Like like nothing is wrong, but he's seen this marked difference in her. Oh, that is so terrifying. Yeah. What is that? There was a. I would just. I would literally just move. Like I would not even tell her. I would sell the house and get her out of there because clearly she's not thinking straight she's not thinking for herself something's going on yeah a male voice though was it coming out of her do you think well and and somebody in the like that was responding to it said well clearly she's met somebody online and she's like taught like bluetoothing talking to somebody oh I didn't even think of that but 
you wouldn't hear that out loud. Oh, you're right. And I'm sure like- And you wouldn't hear, he wouldn't say he's coming. Right, how would he know that he was coming? Yeah, exactly. And also, how would, like if you were in that situation, wouldn't you explore every logical option? Like was her phone there? Was she, did she, you know what I mean? You would explore- there's no one speaker phone, there's- Yeah, you would explore those options before you'd be like, wow, I guess my wife is just possessed. Right. Right? Yeah. But- Because he sounds like a normally logical person. Yeah. And he's like, I don't, like, I can't talk to her because she's, like, and if she is, if she really is possessed, clearly. She's left the building. Yeah. And someone else has moved in. Oh, jeez. Did you watch The Haunting of Hill House? Yeah, I did. It was like that. Um, there is a, there's a book and now I can't remember the name of the book about a house. Um, that's a true story that there was like something that happened in this house and the family moved in and it possessed the people that like it like took over yeah. and they ended up like killing people. <laughs> like they killed the guy. If I remember right, the guy killed, ended up murdering his family. Oh my gosh. And gosh dang it. What is the name of it? I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to find, remember what it is and then tell you next time. But it's like a. It's very similar to that in that they moved into this house and there were kind of strange occurrences. And then all of a sudden it's like the guy begins to change and loses like and it, his attachment with reality. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it and I guess it's the house still exists. It's somewhere like in the um, I feel like back that, east. The, how, the back east and the south is haunted. Yeah. Don't live there. Don't live there. Get out. Should we end on a on a on a funny note? Okay. Since we're out, oh time. Out, oh time. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll do more. I, we have more. And I didn't even tell my scary stories. Yet. I know we have yours. We have Greg's. This went super Conspiracies. fast. Conspiracies. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this, uh, I just have to read. Um, someone wrote, "It's always this doll is haunted and is ominously shattering the china and never." How can I provide adequate enrichment for my haunted doll so she doesn't destroy stuff out of boredom? Responsible haunted doll ownership means acknowledging your doll's need for interaction and playtime. Make sure to give her plenty of stuff to look at with her rolling eyes and shatterproof things to knock over. Remember that knocking picture frames off walls, inverting crosses, and leaving long and disturbing claw marks on your wallpaper is natural haunted doll behavior and should be managed in a way which is healthy for both you and your doll. Your doll's not evil. She's just bored. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. Hey, last side note. You know how I feel about the elf on the shelf, right? Yeah. How I hate it? Yeah. Okay, well, have you heard Have you heard the thing about, like, the Halloween version of Elf on the Shelf? No. The, the oh, what What do they call it? The, uh, the demon in the doorway? The de- anyway, no, it's like you take up. this haunted doll, like <gasps> you take a doll that looks like a horrified Halloween doll, and you just start placing it in random places around your house oh to scare God. the shit out of your kids. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. That'll it's called Doll in the Hall. Doll oh. in the Hall, yes. <laughs> doll in the Hall. Yes, I love that. And you just have it scare the hell out of everybody. And then when Christmas comes, nobody wants the elf on the shelf. Yeah, now that right? is a win-win. Nobody wants that unruly elf. They're like, cast this shit out. Nobody sleeps in their own we have beds. A, we have a John Cena doll at my house that me and my buddies, <laughs> like, randomly in high school bought it at a Walmart at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't really know why we thought it was funny. But I still have it for whatever reason. And uh, my roommate that I was living with, uh, she gets very scared very easily. And so we would just hide John Cena. Like, the whole goal was to try to all scare each other, but she's the only one that ever got scared. So we just put it, like, in her bed, like, tucked in or, like, in her bathroom or, like, hanging in her shower for when she opened the shower and uh, all over the place. But we'd just be in the living room and, like, a couple hours would go by and then you just hear the super loud scream from upstairs. (laughs) And we'd get her, like, three or four times a week. It would always get her. 
That's going to be great one day when, like, when she moves out and you come home and you're home alone and John Cena stares the shit out of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so worth it. Oh, let me tell you what the scariest thing is, is when you're asleep and all of a sudden you kind of hear something or just get that sense that someone's looking at you and you wake up and your kid is standing next to your bed and you almost punch him in the face. I have almost punched a kid. <laughs> we all have. All of us. That is the most terrible. And they're not sleepwalking. They're just coming to like tell you they can't sleep, but they don't say anything. They just stand there right. till you wake up and see them there. And well, the I was always terrified that of waking. I was always terrified of that happening to my parents. So you don't say anything. You just kind of like wait, like you try to easily wake your parent up, you know, don't do but it. you end up just that. scaring the shit out of them exactly. every time. Yeah. There's yeah. no good way to do it. And you know no. what? If you punch a kid in that circumstance. Oh, you're allowed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't they think I think CPS it. gives you a free pass yeah, on that like, one. Oh, now what time was it that you went in the room and did you say anything or just hover over him like a creep? Well, there is a rule. If you uh, kill someone within the first like 30 seconds after you wake up or something, <gasps> you cannot be held liable because your mind isn't, you're like out of your mind state, oh, I guess, for that like first. Yeah, like sometimes if you like wake up and you like flinch or something that's not like a voluntary action oh my god so i mean like even legally you'd kind of get away with hitting your kid good to wow know. if you ever want to kill know. your husband do it in bed and just make it look very like make it look like you got scared and you yeah. fell asleep with the knife in your yeah, hand just strategically <laughs> place a knife on your pillow and say, i just woke up and wah, wah, wah. Ooh. didn't even know yeah well I've, i also had things to talk about about when you wake up and have you ever woken up and you oh you just get that feeling that same kind of feeling, but you open your eyes and it's like there's a black cloud hovering over you. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's not Satan. No, that's not a not sleep apnea. Sleep paralysis. Sleep. Par yeah, that sounds like sleep paralysis. Yeah, but I can move. But it's like I open my eyes and it's like I go, ah! and then Aaron's like, "What?" And I'm like, "I just was seeing. I just saw something." But no. <laughs> Nobody's no. <laughs> not a normal thing. And Damn with it. that, next time on next time on Truth Furries, why Brooke is Brooke sees a demon. <laughs> I thought everyone had that. Okay, well thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a good dead body story from Greg next week. Jamie's intruder stories, conspiracy theories. Send us your stuff if you have any last minute scary stories, gross, disgusting, horrifying, or abnormal. Things. Just Send the time that you were like just creeped out and you're like, what was that? Yeah. Send it in. Okay, truthfairiespod at gmail.com. And Truth Fairies on Truth Fairies Pod on Instagram and Facebook. So check it out. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Do you have a situation you want us to share on our show? Send it in to truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram at truthfairiespod. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Speak.fm, or wherever you listen. We hope the truth hurt just a little, but not too much. Goodbye! Goodbye.